You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show quarterback landing spots. Matt Williamson has some predictions on as many as 18, 15, 20 quarterbacks. <laughs> Starters could be changing teams in 2021. This offseason is shaping up to be an all-timer, and we're going to have it covered for you every day here on the Peacock and Williamson podcast. At BD Peacock is where you can find me, the scout Matt Williamson, at Williamson NFL. I want you to preface this list as it stands late January with your predictions here of where things will fall in the next couple of months in this offseason as it pertains to NFL quarterbacks. I want to start with some news on a couple of teams here with those potential quarterbacks. There was a quote, and this is a couple weeks old now, but I had it saved, and this was actually before Phillip Rivers announced his retirement. Colts general manager Chris Ballard on drafting a quarterback in the first round when he was asked about it following the end of his season. He said, quote, Taking one in the first round will get people off my ass up for a little bit, but the moment he doesn't play well, I'm getting run out the door. There's a difference between taking one and taking the right one. And the Colts are absolutely a team that uh, will need a quarterback now, whether it's draft, whether it's free agency, whether it's via trade. And we'll see, Matt, who you think the Colts will end up with as their quarterback this year. And, and they're ready to win. So maybe drafting one isn't the right way to go. Maybe that draft capital would be best spent in another way. But I love the quote from Ballard. Just drafting one doesn't do anything for you if you don't draft the right one. You got to get the right guy. No, 100% true. And uh, some of this worries me. First of all, all this stems from an Adam Schefter tweet that this came out this week saying, here's a bunch of big name quarterbacks that could be on the move. And he included Dak Prescott and Aaron Rodgers and Stafford and Watson. I mean, that's an unbelievable list of four just there, let alone the down the line guys, the Brissettes and Winstons and all those type of dudes and Daltons and said maybe as many as 18 new teams have new quarterbacks. And I'm like, wow. And boy, and and I know Adam. We were at, at ESPN together. I don't know him super well, but I'm like, he is super dialed in. 18? There's only 32 teams in the league. Pretty sure Kansas City's not going to have a new quarterback. I mean, can we get to 18? And frankly, I had trouble sleeping last night thinking about <laughs> this. And I'm thinking, so, so I built a little spreadsheet, and I'm like, okay, Let's see who really could be moving and let's fill things in. And I'm going to put it on paper here in late January for everyone to listen to. And a month from now, we can play back this segment and people can say, boy, Williamson, you nailed it. Or, wow, you were so far off. But I just wanted to put it out there in stone, my predictions, just my hunch of how this will all land. And Schefter just doesn't throw stuff out there to see if it'll stick. No. He doesn't have to. He's too connected. He can give you actual sources. And he was like, he said there's maybe 10 teams that he's sure won't change quarterbacks. So potentially that's 22 teams that could change quarterbacks this offseason as their starters from last year. So that, that's pretty amazing stuff. And, and I can't wait to see how this all shakes out. Here's an interesting one uh, before we get into your list about yeah. Deshaun Watson, who's you know maybe the biggest name on the list as far as what he could get in return if Houston does end up trading Deshaun Watson this offseason. And you and I have thought, yeah, they're not really going to do that, are they? And the guy who's most plugged in with the Texans is beat writer John McClain. And he yeah, all along good. has said that, he, I think his original quote about Deshaun Watson was, I have a better chance of being 
named head coach of the Texans than Deshaun Watson does of playing quarterback <laughs> somewhere else. But even John McClain is changing his tune a little bit, which might be a little bit insightful for what's going on in the building there in Houston. And he tweeted this out yesterday or a couple days ago saying, if the Texans end up trading Watson, which is, first of all, something he hadn't even entertained because I've heard him on radio shows. People are like, OK, well, what would it take? And he's like, no, it's not going to happen. So I'm not even going to get into that stuff. So now he's actually talking about potential trades and what it would take. He said, if the Texans end up trading Watson, it should be to the Jets for their first and second round picks this year and next year and Quinnen Williams at the least. Wow. And and that's at the least and use the Jets second overall pick on the second quarterback to on the second best QB to replace Watson. So he want he mm. thinks that uh, there is somewhat of a connection there with the Jets. And it has come out recently that Deshaun Watson maybe prefers the Jets even to the Miami Dolphins. And Robert Sala was one of the coaches he wanted the Texans to potentially hire. And he was the only team and the Texans were the only team that didn't ask to interview Robert Sala, which is very interesting. So um, a lot of connections there, but even John McClain now changing his tune a little bit, and he's the most plugged in Texans guy. So if he's saying uh, he's talking about what it would take now, I think that's a shift in, in itself. And maybe we will see Watson actually move, which would be probably the most valuable asset ever traded in the NFL that I can remember. Yeah. You're, you're probably near the top of the list for sure. Uh, and again, I think Mahomes is the only more valuable player and commodity in the league right this second. Um, it's funny because I hadn't heard that quote till just now. And I did my list before this. I did it last night and this morning. And I do have Watson as the jet starter next year, but where I kind of differed with McLean. And again, he's really dialed in. You and I have kind of kicked around the last week or two of what would it cost to get them if the the Dolphins, the Patriots, whoever. I mean, all these teams, what could they offer to make it worth their while? And his offer from the Jets, including Quinton Williams, who if people don't realize is one of the best defensive tackles, young defensive tackles in the league, was even richer than I expected. Two firsts, two seconds, and Quinton Williams. Including number two overall. Right. So let's say you are in charge of the Jets. And I am Nick Casario of the Texans. And I call you and I say, look, this is one of the spots that Deshaun Watson wants to go. This is what it's going to cost. And I lay that out for you. First and second this year, first and second this next year, Quinn Williams. Yes or no? That's that's the offer. I still think I can get them a little cheaper. I mean, number two has to be involved. But instead of this year's second, how about we give you the other first that we have from Seattle? Next year's first and second, and we keep quinning. That's the thing is, even if the Texans, or even if the Jets did that trade, they would still have a first-round pick this year, late mm -hmm. one. They would they have, a have lot of picks. two third-round picks. I think they have an extra couple of picks somewhere else, fifth round or something like that, too. So they'd still have eight draft picks and a first-rounder if they did that. And then next year, they wouldn't have uh, a first or second-rounder. But uh, that, that is... That is a lot. I, I would probably say something like, you know, okay, well, look, Quinn and Williams is a, a top three pick, and he's starting to play like that too. So you got to take away maybe one of those things, maybe the maybe the first next year, or maybe the second or second this year, second next year, something. One little thing off, maybe if you're going to include Quinn and Williams, but uh, seems a little rich. It's I I think the Texans can probably get that as long as they're not just negotiating with one team. They can probably then say, okay, well, look, we've got teams that are drafting later than you, but they'll give three first-rounders. So how do you combat that, right? And so, um, But a lot of those teams, I mean, three Patriot first-rounders doesn't get me anywhere. Three Washington first-rounders, 
I mean, that's nice, but none of them are second overall. That's a great point. And look, you know, Miami two, can compete with that. The but. Patriots' first round pick this year and next year is only worth as much as number two overall this year. That's actually worth less than probably number two probably overall less, this right. year. Right. So such a huge advantage for the Dolphins and Jets if they're interested and Watson's willing to go there. Now, that yeah. report about Watson and, and look, we, I want to have time to go through all these uh, teams here and all the landing spots. When it comes to Watson's, the, the report about Watson, he said he liked the, the Jets over the Dolphins. He didn't say he didn't like the Dolphins if the Jets aren't interested. Or he didn't say there's another team he likes even more than both of those teams. It was just, uh, the report I saw was just about those two teams, and he prefers the Jets to the Dolphins. But who knows? Maybe okay. Watson wants out so bad he doesn't care. Trade me to in, literally any team. Right. And I don't know that trading him in the conference is a thing. I don't think you yeah. trade him in the division. I don't know that trading the conference is an issue. You know, just a couple of weeks ago, we heard Miami was somebody that they were very, that he was very excited to go to as well. So let's just dig into it. I mean, I, yeah. I broke these down by division and I started with the AFC East. So I want, let's just have that conversation as we spit these names out. Yeah, let's do it. Matt Williamson's okay. destinations, predictions for quarterback movement in 2021. You are unique and so are your taxes. The, the tax code is one of the most convoluted things. It's hard to keep up with changes year to year. So being able to navigate your personal tax situation easily and quickly is paramount for a lot of people. And TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who listen to you, learn about your unique tax situations, and answer your questions. And on top of that, they can do your taxes from start to finish. Maybe you started investing and want some reassurance from an expert that you're doing things right. Maybe you're now self-employed and need some expert advice on what qualifies as a home office deduction. No matter what your situation is, TurboTax Live's tax experts can answer specific questions, walk you through the process, review your return before you file, or even do it all for you. TurboTax Live gives you confidence that you're uniquely you. Taxes are done correctly. Intuit TurboTax Live. File with the help of an expert or let an expert file for you. Starting to realize that there's no bad time to enjoy a built bar. It's how I started my day today. Did not have a lot of time before I had to hit record and get working. If you are low on time, you want a healthy snack. You need to replace a quick meal maybe. You can't do much better than a low sugar, low calorie, high protein, high fiber snack that tastes awesome. And... To make it better, I'll tell you how you can get 20% off. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious folks out there. Uh, lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These bars are low-calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein, high in fiber, and even great for a keto diet. That peanut butter flavor, 19 grams of protein, only 180 calories and 5 grams of sugar. Cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code locked on. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. I got the bills with Josh Allen. Okay. You know, I mean, I think that's pretty safe at this stage. I think that's fairly safe. That's one of those 10 that Schefter is talking <laughs> about that he's not going anywhere. Right. And then I have Miami with Tua and the Jets with Watson, which we talked about a lot here. And I just think we're selling Tua a little short, you know, that Miami might be interested, 
but they're going to be higher on their guy than the Jets are on their guy with Darnold with only one year left on his contract. And I think that Miami would be more inclined to not paying the same price the Jets would and draft Jamar Chase or Penny Sewell and sign Allen Robinson. And you know what I mean? Like, mm. let's let Tua have a whole year, a whole offseason. I mean, this time last year, we were talking about his hip. You know what I mean? Like, we forgot that guy had a major injury just a year ago. I bet they're a lot higher on Tua inside the building than we might be just watching him Sunday afternoon on TV. There was talk that Tua wouldn't play at all his rookie year either. So, right, right. Um, yeah, I agree with you there. And no you think about you think about what the the Miami offer would be if it had to compete with the offer we just talked about with the Jets throwing it out there. Two firsts, two seconds, and what like would they have to include Xavier and Howard? Like what player would they be able to include that could beat that deal? And would they even be willing to do that? So I think at this point, and the Jets pick being one spot earlier. That matters because then yeah, you're right. guaranteed you get the quarterback you want that isn't anyone but Lawrence. Anybody but Lawrence, right. Uh, and let's say maybe you have a significant jump between the two and, and three quarterback in this draft class. So that does make a little bit of a difference. Here's the other thing, though, is those two teams are in the same division, Miami and New York. So would they be in a bidding war with each other, and would that allow the Texans to get max value even though uh, they're getting a lot there. We say, hey, look, dude, this this team, do you want to face Watson or do you want Watson on your team every year? Yeah, and I also think you got to think about the cities these teams are in too. Like, you bring Watson to the Big Apple to be your next Joe Namath, you know I mean, the face of the whole team, new coach. Um, I think he'd just be worth, he's, he's the, the Dolphins might kick themselves for losing that battle. We might, you know, look down the road and be like, boy, you should have signed Drew Brees. You should have, um, you know, made the trade for Watson. But I think the Jets will just want him a little bit more. Here's one in the AFC East that I hadn't put together, and I haven't really seen this from anyone. And it obviously uh, will will tell something about another team later on that we'll talk about, the New England Patriots. Who is your quarterback landing there? Yeah, and here's my thoughts on this one. I, I took Derek Carr from the Raiders, and... When you start filling out the musical chairs, you realize there's some seats that are missing. And a lot of people that know Gruden really well, he gets unhappy with his toys and wants something else. And I think whenever you start seeing guys like Stafford and Watson, Darnold, whomever, all these people that could get traded, I bet Gruden will go into Mayock's office and say, if we can get a first and something for Carr, I'm just as happy with Marcus. You know, like, they seem like a team to me that people might approach if you're Washington, New England, one of those teams picking in the middle of the first round and say, can we pry one of your two quarterbacks away? And they need so much other stuff. I could see them saying, okay, you know, we'll we'll roll with Mariota, who's cheaper. We'll probably get more for Carr. I think McDaniel and Belichick in a Brady-like fashion would be very high on Carr, get it out quick, protect them, make some nice throws down the field. So this was probably the, the one that I'm on the, the weakest limb going out on. But when you start actually doing the exercise and you have 32 blank spots and then you start filling them in, they're not going to be starting Stidham. You know, they're going to find somebody. Yeah, they're they're going to do something at the quarterback position. Derek Carr is an interesting one. How good is New England with Carr? 
pretty decent. I mean, if you get me Carr and Hunter Henry and, you know, some kind of receiver. Yeah, and some draft picks okay. and, and the opt-outs coming back. Right, right, right. Like, that's not so bad. Interesting. Okay, let's go to the uh, AFC North. Lamar Jackson staying put in Baltimore. Joe Burrow, obviously the number one overall pick last year. Hopefully he comes back and looks like the same guy from his nasty knee injury there in Cincinnati. The Cleveland Browns staying with Baker Mayfield and the Pittsburgh Steelers, unless Roethlisberger suddenly retires or something, he's going to be the guy there. I don't know who the backup is going to be. If it's going to be, if if they're cool with Haskins and, um, and Rudolph there, maybe there's some room behind Roethlisberger to draft and develop, but that whole division staying pat. Yeah. And the only one that's in question is Pittsburgh and they're so cash draft that they would need Ben to retire or force him to retire for him not to be the starter for better or worse. I have mixed feelings about it and I have no inside scoop, but if by chance he were to hang it up, that have 19 million to play with, but a lot of that would have to go to their own guys. I mean, if he hangs it up, it might be like Rudolph and Brissett or Winston or something like that. So in the short term, it might just be best to roll it back with Ben and try to get him a running game. In the should, next year draft. You should probably be drafting somebody somewhere to get that ball rolling. So if he does retire next off season or falls off a cliff, you have somebody in place that you've already developed. So you don't have an extra year of development going into 2022, right? That would be ideal if the right guy hits him. And if it, the, the top four aren't going to be there when the Steelers pick. Right. But, and let the competition behind Roethlisberger play itself out, you know, Haskins in the mm-hmm. mix and Rudolph in the mix and a rookie draft pick in the mix. It'll make them all better. Right. Right. Or uh, yeah, I, I agree, but I bet it's really next year's project when it's all said and done. Let's go to the South. Yeah, the Houston Texans now are tra- drafting number two overall after that trade with the New York Jets in this projection. So who do they take? I don't know if they'll like Fields or Wilson better, but I think it's second overall pick. And I also gave them Mitchell Trubisky. Just because I don't, I, I couldn't, he was the last guy I put on my list. I didn't know where to put Trubisky. I'm like, throw him in the mix there. Maybe he holds down the fort for a while. Uh, and I gave him Fields and Trubisky. But Trubisky could end up in a lot of different places. Yeah, Trubisky's the tough Washington, one. You know. Yeah, because he's not going to roll in, and everyone's like, "Okay, we got our starter. Let's go." So he's going right, to have right. to battle, and he 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 could maybe be a one B in a situation like this where he's the veteran. See what you get in Trubisky. Do you get a little bit more than the old Trubisky? Is he just a, a short term stopgap? Um, but I like this scenario with Trubisky going somewhere else with somebody else to compete or to be a stopgap. So I think yeah. that's perfect. I consider sending him to Carolina, but I think that's either go big and, you know, go well over petty or do nothing, you know, worry about later. And if you're Mitch, if, if you're a team that says, Hey, Trubisky, look, I know nobody's going to give you their starting job, but we can, we can, we can say that almost likely you will be the week one starter. At least you can start one game probably a while. Yeah, Yeah. You'll probably play this year. Here's one that I think Colts fans might be disappointed. They want might want to go bigger and go all in and go win now. Let's go win ourselves a ship. Uh, you've got them bringing back Jacoby Brissett and battling it out with Sam Darnold in a, in a trade with the New York Jets. Yeah, and here's the logic behind that is I think they'll go all in on Stafford and that would make them a better team than they were this year. But I have another team that we'll get to that I think will just outbid them and it'll be slightly more aggressive and Colts fans will go, uh, and rightfully so. I mean, so then they get the booby prize, the consolation prize, and I have them then going to get Darnold, who 
you know, the, the Jets will also recap some picks. You know, if you don't include Darnold in the Watson deal, which I don't know that you would, especially if you give them second overall, you get a pick for a, a nice pick for Darnold. And then I think if you're the Colts, you say, hey, Jacoby, why don't you come back too? Because you're the bird in the hand and we know who you are. And we don't love the situation, but maybe we can develop Darnold. Darnold with Frank Reich is not a terrible thing either. It's intriguing, yeah. yeah. In a running game. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars, obviously, at 1.1, selecting Trevor Lawrence. Yep. And then the Titans with Tannehill. Tannehill staying put division. with the Titans. So there's another quarterback not moving. Let's go to the AFC West. And you've got Drew Locke, so he's probably going to be there. Is he going to get some competition this year? See, they're the other team that I'm going to say goes after Stafford very aggressively. Doesn't get him in the end. Grimaces and goes and gets Andy Dalton to compete with Locke. Because I think Locke's going to be there no matter what. No one's going to give you much for Locke. You might as well bring him back either behind the Stafford or at least have him compete with a Dalton-type guy. Mm -hmm. And you don't love that if you're Denver, but not everyone's going to love the situation. Yeah, at least you get your first-round picks. You don't have to give up all your tasty draft picks in those scenarios. So is this Dalton starting and Locke's backing him up or Locke starting and Dalton backing him up? So is this a a starting quarterback switch or not? Camp competition. Okay. That's what we'll call that. AFC West, Mahomes staying put, Herbert staying put, and then the Las Vegas Raiders have traded Derek Carr to the New England Patriots in this scenario. Do they just roll with Mariota, or is there a different quarterback on the horizon for them? No, I'm pretty darn high on Mariota. I think Mariota is going to be a starter next year somewhere. And no one's telling me these things. It's just my hunch that I think that maybe they end up drafting Trask in the second round as well, or something like that. But um, I'm just going to roll with Mariota as the Raiders opening day starter with these predictions with Carr in New England. All right, coming up, Matt Williamson's predictions on NFC quarterback movement next. You can be assured that the Super Bowl is well covered when it comes to any number of odds and props and bets that you could make at Bet Online. They've got NFL futures, draft futures. NCAA football futures for 2022 national champions. There is only one place that has you covered, and you can even get a little welcome bonus. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Not only NFL, there's table games. You like to play poker, blackjack, of course, NBA action now. NHL is happening. I've enjoyed seeing the NHL highlights. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code either. Locked on to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Let's start in the East, Matt. And there's a big decision looming in Dallas with Dak Prescott coming off of that injury. Most likely a franchise tag. A team could just sign him and not have to negotiate with the Cowboys and just give up two first-round picks and give him $40 million a year. That's one of the options. They could sign him long-term. They could trade him. They could just slap the franchise tag on and, and and, and ride that thing out with Prescott. This is going to be a fascinating team in 2021. It is, and I threw it out early. I think it was Monday. I bet Jerry would be interested in Stafford, bring him back to Texas, you know, but I gave them Dak. I kind of took the boring route here. Um, If Dak were on the open market, boy, he could end up in Washington or New England or Chicago. I mean, a lot of teams I think would be all over Dak Prescott, but I think in the end, cooler heads prevail. 
you give this guy a long-term deal and you have a heck of an offense in Dallas. Which means there's going to be uh, well a little bit of quarterback movement in this division. Wentz and Hurts staying put in Philadelphia. This is a tough one because they have the sixth pick in the draft. They're going to draft another quarterback there. A doubtful. They'd be smart to probably trade down. I think that's going to be a hot trade down spot at number six to get one of the, the last top quarterbacks in this draft class because Wentz is going to be very difficult to move with his contract. You're not going to move Hurts and just roll with Wentz, and you've got to fill out the rest of that roster, and they've got cap problems on top of it. Right, and I, I, I gave them Wentz and Hurts, and we'll call it a training camp, camp battle. I think the owner made that hire at head coach to get Wentz fixed. You know, And if they would have mm-hmm. hired somebody different, Maybe I would have sent Wentz to Indy, um, but now I think he's going to be an Eagle. New York Giants standing pat with Daniel Jones. I don't know if that's the right decision, but I agree that probably is what will happen there. Yeah, I, I think another year at least. Here's an interesting one because you have Washington, who's obviously in need of a quarterback. And we'll see what happens with Alex Smith. He's going to likely be cut because he has a huge cap number. And uh, I don't know if there's anything more for Alex Smith to prove in the NFL. Maybe he should hang him up for his own health and his own health and safety. And so his family doesn't have to, they don't have to chew off their finger fingernails every week if he is playing somewhere. And does he really want to be a backup for the rest of his career? Um, yeah, I, I did have Smith on this list. I yeah. kind of had the, maybe he lands somewhere in a capacity like he did his past year, but I just, didn't account for him. Right, I agree. I, I I would probably put him on the maybe retires list, mm-hmm. um, but we'll see. He could be a great, I mean, he's a great mentor. You know, one of these teams that drafts a quarterback and needs somebody to be the number two, you know, number one type guy, uh, if it's a city he wants to live in, I could see that being a fit. So I got kind of creative here and didn't know where to put Cam Newton and thought, well, you know, that coaching staff has massive Carolina ties, knows them well maybe with a you know some uh, some decent run blocking and a great defense Newton can get back on track but you can't just do that if you're Washington I mean that's not after watching his tape this year you can't be like oh I'll revive Cam I mean he might be shot so I had them signing Cam on a friendly deal and then trading for Jordan Love I, I mean I don't yeah. think uh, Rogers is is on my is my Packer starter just to pull back the curtain but maybe Love could get pride away and would give the Packers a little more, make Rodgers a little happier. So how about those two to go into this year with? I defense? love that. I love that. So yeah. you really solidify the Rodgers thing here, too, because I don't think Rodgers is going anywhere. But maybe you get no. a little something for Love and then everybody calms down. It's like, OK, of course, Rodgers isn't going anywhere. And I think the Love-Newton combination is fantastic for Washington. You get somebody who can play now, someone who can play a similar style backing him up that can uh, potentially be the guy. And you are later in the first round because you made the playoffs, even though you were a bad team in Washington, and now you don't have an opportunity to draft one of the top quarterbacks. It might only cost you your mid-second round pick for mm-hmm. love. Yeah. I think that's worth it. And maybe Newton uh, looks better. You know, I mean, he had COVID this year in a weird situation. So I think that's worth the risk. Totally worth it. And even if Green Bay ends up with a second round pick instead of the first they spent on Jordan Love, if that draft pick was enough to push Rodgers to an MVP level, then that's probably worth it for them too. Yeah, right, right, right. Exactly. It makes sense. NFC North. Here's some movement. And I love this one for the Chicago Bears. If there's two landing spots for Jimmy Garoppolo, it's either New England or Chicago to me. And you have Garoppolo ending up in Chicago, which means we've got some quarterback movement in San Francisco as well. Right. I guess we'll start with the San Francisco one is, 
I have Stafford going to San Francisco, which reflects on my Colt and Bronco conversation. I just think Lynch and company are close to their Super Bowl last year and all those injuries. I think they'll outbid those other two teams. I think they're a little more of an aggressive organization. Uh, They have an earlier pick than they probably deserve. Might have a little more resources to get guys than Indy. So I had Stafford landing in San Francisco. And I would pick them to win the division if that happened. And I'm sure you'd be, you and your locked on Niners fans would be quite happy. But then Jimmy's got to go. And I didn't have a great landing spot for Jimmy, but he's from that area of the country, played his college ball there in Chicago. He's a lot better than what they've played with lately. I thought about Carolina. I thought about New England, as you mentioned. Um, None of those were bad for me, but someone's got to be the Bears starting quarterback. And I'm cool with it being Jimmy and, I'm not sure the Bears could do much better, to be honest with you. Yeah, the Bears might not be able to do better, and they were a playoff team, and they would be better with Jimmy G than they were with Trubisky. So uh, I think yeah. that's a pretty darn good situation for the Chicago Bears with the local kid coming home there. And yeah, for the 49ers, you would have to put them immediately near the top of the NFC hierarchy with Matthew Stafford, and they do have a higher pick than the Colts in the first round. So if they're willing to do a similar trade to the Colts, then they have the, the trump card there because they're just drafting higher. Yeah, and I just think they're a more aggressive front office in general. John Lynch traded every single one of their original draft picks last year. They didn't draft one time in their original slot. So, yeah, they're aggressive. They they will trade. They will absolutely trade. Um, Detroit Lions going with the quarterback. The fourth quarterback off the board here in the NFL draft, Trey Lance, a long-term sort of a project for a rebuilding team. So it's a, I like that. Number seven overall I think is a good spot for Lance, and I think that's a good landing spot as far as team fitting with player for what they're going to have to go through right now. Yeah, and I think that's the move. I think it's a total blow-up situation. I think the Lions pick will be a quarterback. Maybe you'll have to move up a spot or down a spot or whatever. I think Trey Lance is going to be very worth that pick. Maybe they would, they're going to have somebody else though. It's not just going to be Trey Lance and nobody we've ever heard of. And I originally had Jameis Winston in there because of the Campbell connection. You know, Winston could be the, the mm. older guy, let those two battle it out. Chase Daniels there. Maybe they'd end up with a Ryan Fitzpatrick or something like that too. But I just have Lance in that spot for now as their clear best quarterback, best quarterback asset. Aaron Rodgers staying put in Green Bay. Cooler heads prevailing there. I do think that is the way things are going to go. And there has been some talk around Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, but you have him staying put, which is also how I see that one. Yes. So we can move on to the South. Absolutely. A uh, NFC South. Here's a big question for the Atlanta Falcons. You're drafting four overall, but you've got a quarterback that has a contract that can't quite be moved, maybe post June 1st, and he's pretty good. And you might be a team that that thinks they can still win with a new coaching staff there in Atlanta. So uh, Atlanta at four holds a lot of cards when it comes to this NFL draft. Yeah. And this is far from a slam dunk, but I think if you look at this organization, they don't pick in the top five very often that Wilson or Fields at four is probably just a smart bet because even if you gave Ryan one more wonderful thing at four, I don't even know who that would be. There's not a defensive player that just jumps up. I don't think they're truly a Super Bowl contender. They might be kidding themselves. So I have this as Ryan and Wilson, but it could be Fields just as easily as Wilson. 
could this be a situation where Atlanta at four just says, we have to take a quarterback here, but then mm-hmm. we've seen what happened in Green Bay. You know how it goes. All of a sudden, it's, okay, lame duck quarterback, Matt Ryan. Obviously, you draft a quarterback four, you're moving on from Matt Ryan. So do the Falcons at this point say, okay, uh, okay, Indianapolis Colts, post June 1st, when we can actually move this contract, let's do something because you want to, have a quarterback better than Brissett or Darnold and maybe Matt Ryan's the fit there. So maybe we can do a, a trade later in the mm. summer that doesn't happen before the draft. And that is after the fact, knowing that uh, maybe uh, there's a team out there that didn't get the quarterback they want, maybe new England, maybe uh, Indianapolis, and maybe Matt Ryan goes on the move. If Atlanta secures their quarterback at four. That makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, especially a team like Indy, if they lose out on Stafford or I don't know if they would do it in this scenario where they got Darnold, but I, I know what you're saying. Like, if Jacoby Brissett looks like the starter and they're, they're the one holding the bag, you call Atlanta a little late in the process and say, yeah, and there'd be a lot like the river situation. Yeah. Yep. The Carolina Panthers bridge. This was tough. Yeah. Cause this they were, one. they were just one spot behind where Trey Lance went in the draft. If all four quarterbacks go before them, uh, they paid Bridgewater a lot of money. He's getting paid starter money right now, but it's pretty clear that they could probably have some competition there and potentially find the guy guy, who's going to be uh, the one that leads them to wherever they want to go in the future. Mac Jones in the second round, maybe, or trading up, or however that that happens. Uh, I, I could see this absolutely. I think that might be a fantastic fit for Carolina. I think it's the right spot for Matt Jones early round two. I don't think he's around one guy for me. Here was my thoughts there was, again, if you're Carolina, you have Teddy. Either get me a prospect that could eclipse him or go big and trade Teddy and get somebody that's a clear upgrade. I, I kind of found them in somewhat of no man's land, but then I started really thinking, and you know who's coaching Mac Jones at the senior bowl? The Carolina Panthers. Ooh. Ha We've seen this before. We have seen Matt this before. Ru- Matt rule. Very t- tied in with burrow. I think Mac Jones will remind Matt rule, not Matt rule. I'm sorry. Brady, the offense coordinator, very tied in with burrow. I think Mac Jones will remind Brady of Burrow from a processing and intelligence standpoint and leadership standpoint. So I think what, you know, Mike, again, this is really going on a limb, but Mac Jones is going to end up somewhere. I think the Panthers trade back to 25, 26 and take Mac Jones. Mm, okay. I like that. So they're trading down, still securing him in the first round, make sure they get. Or maybe trade back up there. to your point. Right. Or, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, good point. Yeah. But not mm-hmm. where they pick in the middle of the first or the middle of the second. I think he goes in between those. And Matt Rule has clearly, and he just hired, I think, another former Baylor guy as an assistant coach with the team. Like That personal connection is big for Matt Rule. So if he falls in love with the guy at the Senior Bowl, I could see that being uh, a definite fit for for him. And so that's a a good connection there by you with the Senior Bowl and the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I I think that just kind of added up and they fell into place. I didn't, that was one of my last additions, but... Like, well, where, who's going to take Mac Jones? Like, ah, okay, Carolina needs something. Brings us to the, the Saints. Taysom Hill's going to be there. Yeah. So I, I included him. Breeze retiring. Breeze retires. They have no money at all. I mean, I've even heard that they were in tra- I mean, what if they traded for Stafford? Like, I don't know how they possibly could. They'd have to cut, like, their whole team. Um, And I think the Winston familiarity. So I went with Hill and Winston as their starters. I, I They don't have money. That's a tough one. There's certainly fits there, and and that would have to be high on the Stafford list of teams that would make a lot of sense if they could afford it. And this offseason, just the way it's going to go, $180 million cap, and they're, they're way over. 
Can they maneuver it? Uh, they're really good at maneuvering the cap. Maybe one of the best teams in the league at doing that. I don't know. It, it seems difficult. So maybe you're drafting a third guy and just having them all fight it out. But uh, Hill and Winston seems like the most likely. And I mean, they brought in Winston for a reason. And nobody likes Taysom Hill on the planet more than Sean Payton and probably Hill's own family, right? So I could definitely see going into the season with Hill. And, and he's Payton said that's the way it's going to be. And so I guess at this point we have to believe him. Yeah, I just don't think they have any resources to do better. And I also think they, they bet they're higher on Jameis than any of us think. Brady stays in Tampa, moving on to the NFC West, where Kyler Murray's not going anywhere. Russell Wilson's not going anywhere. The San Francisco 49ers, we just talked about them trading for Matthew Stafford. There's been some, some buzz around the Los Angeles Rams potentially moving on from Jared Goff, potentially being involved in some other trade scenarios for other veteran quarterbacks. Where do you see it landing with the Rams? Yeah, I, I ran it back with Goff. I mean, you need someone to take Goff off your hands probably first before you go get the guy you love. Would the Bears do that? Would the Panthers do that? Would the Patriots do that? Washington? Maybe one of those teams I mentioned would say, okay, that's the best we can do. We have some cap space. We'll try it. But I think in the end, everybody kisses and makes up, and it's golf. So that's 13 starting quarterbacks you have moving on by my count, hmm. and some like Dalton Locke don't, don't really count that because I think Locke would win that battle. Uh, so, uh, that's, uh, that's still a ton of movement, 13 starting quarterbacks different from the year before. It's not the 18 that Schefter threw out there. And by the way, Schefter said he would take the over on the 18 number, which is right. just, which is just bananas. Um, but you've got 13 There's here. There's 10 easy ones that are no chance of happening. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, we went through, that's just that division. We just went through Murray and Wilson and the AFC North. Three of those teams are no brainers. Aren't going to happen. Mahomes, Allen. I mean, there's a lot that's or no chance of a change 13 is almost half the league right that's a right, lot right. so um yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fascinating and now we have receipts matt so when this all is said and done and all the dust settles we can see how close you were yeah yeah i have the spreadsheet here and maybe and i have the date on it so maybe i will go back a month from now and do new predictions and see how different they are you know like power ranks love it fantastic stuff all right Thanks, everybody, for listening. Matt and I will be back Friday with all the latest around the NFL. Maybe talk a little Senior Bowl the next couple of episodes, which is really important. Talk draft. And, of course, next week we're getting ready for Super Bowl 55 right here. Peacock and Williamson.